Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. Before we dive in into this episode, we want our listeners to know we are discussing gun violence and trauma and how it looks different for everyone depending on their life experiences. This also means we will be acknowledging topics such as gun violence, mental health, and statistics specific to Portland. We have been researching and wanting to discuss such matters prior to the spring term. With the death of Mar Marluk, we decided to hold off on this episode till this week. With that being said, gun violence has always impacted the larger community, but this one is closer to home since it directly impacted the Portland State community. We have created the content of our episode to try and explore the notion of gun violence in a safe way for people, including those who have or are struggling with the topics that we just described. But we encourage you to check in with yourself throughout the episode. Remember, you can always pause for self-care or circle back to the things in the future if that's best for you. The bulk of our content will be about understanding the gun violence epidemic and how we can better improve this crisis as a community. If you're experiencing mental health symptoms or need to reach out to someone, Shack is open from Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Fridays from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Our phone number is 503-725-2800. If it is after hours or you are in a state of crisis, you can use the app MySSP. MySSP is free, confidential support when you need it. They offer 24-7 real-time phone and chat support. Links for these will always be in the description below. Hello, good morning, everyone. Today we have a special guest, Quinn. You want to introduce yourself? Yes, hello, everybody. Um, my name is Quinn Westland. I use he, him, his pronouns. Um, you may have heard me from episodes past. Um, I am filling in for Grace this week. Um, so surprise, y'all are <laughs> stuck with me. Um, and Grace, you are missed. We'll yes. catch you next week on uh, next week's episode. Yes, I'm pretty sure you all miss Grace. I miss Grace. We miss Grace. So she'll come back next week. But for right now, we have the amazing Quinn <laughs> doing you. his best here for Grace. But yeah. So what are we going to be talking about today, Quinn? Yeah, we um, have a pretty broad and heavy topic that we're going to jump into um, for folks. You'll just come uh, came into the episode following the disclaimer. So again, just want to like reiterate, just like take care of yourself. Um, and right, I don't, I don't know, I always say I'm like the beauty of podcasts is like you can access that information anywhere, anytime, any space. So like. If now is not the right anywhere, anytime, any space for you, that's completely okay. Um, it's here for you if you want to um, access this information. And if you know, if not, then then that's that's okay too. Um, but yeah. Um, so I guess 
Julie, would you want to kind of like lead us into kind of, you know, helping us like frame going forward with this topic? Like what exactly um, when we're referring to gun violence, like what are we referring to? Yeah, no, totally. So gun violence is a term we hear pretty often. Um, but what is it exactly? So after research, we have determined that gun violence is a form of violence that is committed using weapons that include firearms, pistols, shotguns, assault rifles, or machine guns. So these are types of firearm injuries which can be intentionally um, self-inflicted, unintentionally, interpersonal violence, legal intervention, and undetermined intent. So what causes gun violence? I guess that's what we normally ask ourselves when we hear about gun violence. And there are so many determinants when it comes to gun violence. It can be invoked by arguments. Drug dealing has been pretty common recently. Um, Gang-related violence, disputes between two individuals or even a group of people can invoke such gun violence. And in the past decades, it's become a threat to uh, humans, you know, to, I mean, our society as a whole, due to how many wrongful death it has caused. Um, just going into stats, some of the stats, and you can jump in anytime, Quinn, but nationally, there has been 320 deaths and about 652 injuries over the past week. This was done, this research was done like a couple of weeks, so I'm pretty sure the numbers aren't that drastically like different but for it to be that much and we've only been i would consider us to be still the first half of the year that's a lot for that yeah i i think too like echoing too like within that definition that we were throwing that it's um it can also be like um, Mm self-inflicted or unintentionally self-inflicted like violence and so um like, right, like access to firearms is a huge concern um, about people um, like completing suicide and that being another form of violence that gets perpetuated on individuals and communities um, related to guns is also another huge stat. No, it really is. And, and when you look at a greater scheme, it's a huge impact on us because according to studies from 2017 to 2022, there has been 19,181 deaths and about 37 1,586 injuries. And at the end of the day, these aren't just stats, you know, they're like lives that are being taken from gun violence. Um, And these numbers suggest the prevalence of gun violence and that many people are being affected and impacted on the daily basis. These individuals are one of us, you know, and that some of the incidences aren't even related to like what we listed, drug dealing, gang related violence, but other, like what you said, it can be like self-inflicted, you know, but that those numbers just indicate how prevalent gun violence are in our, in modern day society to say. Um, and yeah, gun violence and firearm, firearm injuries are considered serious public health problems um, because of course, anything that relates to death, injuries or prolonged trauma are all threats to our health, you know, and especially public health in general, since we're all experiencing this and we're kind of going through it together. Yeah, it's trauma and loss um, on the like community level, like communities feel that and carry that. Um, right. And it's like a it's a generational thing. It's not just this one moment in time oh, yeah. that's, that's felt for 
for a very, very long time um, deeply impacts like a lot of us, even if we might not be like, consciously aware of it all the time. Yeah, no. And it's like an accumulation as I see it, you know, where I don't know, like you said, it's kind of like an intergenerational thing that it's not just happening right now and it's transient. It's like yeah, I don't it, know. It happened in different like communities in different ways to like our like our grandparents and our parents. Yeah. And we're seeing it impacting like our younger, like, you know, siblings and and mm-hmm. and cousins and things in, in different ways, you know, like our younger relatives. And it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um and then speaking of gun violence in general, those were just kind of the stats like nationwide, no nationally. And considering that we know that it's like an epidemic across our country, but we kind of wanted to narrow it down and look at it on the communal level, like in our local community, which is Portland, you know, and how if y'all have been catching up on the news and stuff, we know that gun violence has exacerbated in the past couple of years in Portland. And we'll talk about why that could have been. Um, But yeah, so like in 2021, that was like last year (laughs) to think about it. But Portland recorded 90 homicides amid a surge in gun violence, shining the city's previous high of 66 sets. That's more than three decades ago. That's like, I I can't do the math on top of my head. But if you're comparing the numbers, that's quite a difference. Um, And surprisingly, it has surpassed other popular cities, including San Francisco and Boston. Um, And according to the Portland Police Bureau, from 2019 to 2020, Portland had a sharper rise in killings, about an 83% increase um, than nearly all major cities. At the time, national homicide had increased by nearly 30% based on the FBI data, and that there were about 76 incidents itself in February 2021, which if you're to compare to 2022, there was 118 incidents, which is about a 43% increase, which in my opinion is just too much of an increase. Like that's just a drastic increase. Um, And comparing like the first two months in 2021, there has, there were 183 incidents, whereas this year there has been 246 incidents and like i've mentioned before it's only been the first half barely first half of the year and we're already seeing these statistics which i don't know leaves me uncertain how it is going to be for the rest of the year you know um but yeah so overall there have been about 400 shooting incidents up till this month um and it has projected that portland could maybe see another I don't know, record high gun violence for this year. Um, I don't know which, what do you feel like hearing these numbers or like that I'm telling you these statistics? Yeah, I, right. Like it's like our communities are feeling like, like pressure and the, and there's so much um, like trauma and, and hardships that are being like deeply, deeply like felt and are deeply, deeply impacting people's like like lives Mm -hmm. um there's also a lot of um like other tensions going around and guns have always been a tool of like oppression within like communities and used in like like violent and harassing like ways yeah so it's i don't know it's i 
like I I I can see like where these numbers are like coming from and you can kind of trace them back, you know, like the roots of it, you yeah. know, the past two years. But I think also just like, you know, historically too, like where where that's um coming from. I don't know. It no, I think that's a great segue, Quinn. Like, I think that's because, I mean, that was like the next point I was going to bring up, you know, and how it's just more than gun violence. But like you said, trauma and going back historically, our experiences with gun violence and especially in like underserved communities, you know, and how the effects are more detrimental in those communities. And speaking of that, like, the shooting incidents has been like dis disproportionately impacted the oppressed communities, which include like the, I don't know, black American communities and low income folks. The, they are the ones that are experiencing it like, I don't know, in a whole different way than any other communities. Yeah, folks don't have um, like access to to ways to earn income because we have to earn income in mm -hmm. specific ways. So yeah. you have to resort to other things and, and, it, and it's not safe and it's not protected um, in ways. And then you just don't have like safety and protections from the systems that we have in place because, you know, the police is inherently corrupt and no, yeah. not helping communities that way. There's just like a whole, I don't know. I like the, the, There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things to, like, I don't know, that I see. I'm like, this makes sense. I don't know what the answers are yeah. like, about it, you know. It's just, like, more could be done, you know. But it's, like, yeah. in such a convoluted, I don't know, society we live in where key institutions aren't really doing much, per se. Yeah. Um, they could be doing more. I'd say, um, I, yeah. I think that that I don't know the, the musings about that though, right? Like, really bring it back to like, right? Like, we're focusing on community, like very intentionally, and we're mm -hmm. talking about community, yeah. Because a lot of like the greatest um, like change and the greatest like safety comes from like your like it comes from community, mm -hmm. and so having like conversations and doing the the things that we can within community are what is going to help you know, push those larger pieces. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. And it's been evident ever since the pandemic, you know, like what we talked about, like economic hardships, mental health are only some of like, are only few of many components that have contributed to the exacerbation of gun violence. And like what you said, it starts from community, you know, but those communities, they need the resources and they're not getting it, you know, and if they can't get it themselves, how are they going to like, I don't know, rebuild together as a community if they don't have the resources, the proper support in which it looks like we're not getting, you know? Um, and so it's hard, especially like, I don't know, I can see community coming together and helping, but there are other barriers, you know, that are impeding that, their ability to kind of rebuild and, I don't know, fight against gun violence mm -hmm. as a community. So I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> that's that that we were just talking about um and accessing to guns is also another thing as well um through the first 10 months of 2021 police has confiscated about like 1033 guns more than the 866 that police has seized in 2020 that means that 
I don't know, guns might be falling in the wrong hands. And I don't know, that seems to be like something that's like very complicated for me to ever wrap my head around. It's just like, who should have access to guns, you know, and what are the things that we need to do in order to use it safely, I'd say, because these numbers are definitely indicating that not the right things being done right now for those who have access to guns. Um, so those are just numbers uh, pertaining to access of guns. And um, yeah, speaking of gun violence, accessing to guns, how it has affected different communities, um, we also want to transition over and talk about steps for preventing and reducing gun violence in our community. This can be done on other levels, but I feel like like what Quinn was saying to reiterate what he said about how it starts on, of course, an individual level, you know, and how we decide what we decide to do and how we want to approach this situation. But doing it in a community, so much more effective. Yeah. I feel like everything, just not even gun violence, but doing it together as a community is more effective, more tangible. Um, so as for us right now, um, the city of Portland is investing millions in millions of dollars into solutions to reduce gun violence, in which can see changes, cannot, but they've been doing that. Um, of course, they have installed like traffic barrels. I don't know if you've seen any of those, but I've seen like only a couple. But apparently those were set up in order to slow down high-speed drivers when they're trying to get away from the scene. So I've seen a few of that, not that many, but that was one of the solutions that were part of like the funding. Um, and then the next is passing better policies and interventions to make it more strict on access to firearms. Like what was said, going back to who's accessing guns and who's having them, um, having proper policies, you know, and like better laws in order to keep them off the street and out of the wrong hands. I think it's very important on that. Um, and then having community-based gun violence prevention programs are also very helpful. I know they're prevention programs for many um, things in our society, but having those community-based gun violence, learning about it, you know, and um, educating, informing people about the safety of it. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. So the, the, having, yeah, those individual conversations within, you know, our own circles about like thinking about like, right, historic, why, you know, I don't know. I, I always come back to like, right, the history of like, why have guns always been um, such a hot topic and like so widely like protected and used as a tool to protect the uh, oppressive institutions that we have in place mm -hmm. um, and to protect like property over people. Um, I don't know, that might be too heated of a way to say it. <laughs> too contentious. Um, but like to, to hold myself, you know, like, to not go like too down that rabbit hole, but I think, right, like having conversations of like the history of it um, and then our own like relation now um, is like super impactful, whether that's like larger community groups or just within our own like, you know, circles. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very, very key to like start, you know, thinking about it and questioning yeah. things. No, absolutely. And I don't know, just like what you said, it's like easier, you know, like when you feel comfortable 
if you're experiencing it together, it's easier to approach such topic um, than, I don't know, trying to tackle and articulate and kind of digress by yourself, but then have other people who can relate, you know, who might share similar or even different perspectives on it. It allows you to grow as a whole, you know, learn from each other and kind of like doing it for your community and grow together. Yeah, it's a complex like topic and it and it deserves, you know, complex nuanced discussion, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then another is just like offering counseling and better mental health services yes. because like what we we're saying, how we've seen this stark increase um, during the pandemic. And at this point, we're kind of aware that mental health was greatly impacted by this pandemic, you know, which can lead to other I don't know, incidences and other issues that might relate. So offering that mental health services in which I like really hope to see in the uh, like upcoming years, you know? Yeah. And whether that's like, like just, you know, community counseling or counseling or just making sure that folks have, you know, community in some aspect to like connect with and integrate with and like, like talk, like talk things with, um, is like super, super key. There's, there's yeah. so much, so many aspects no, um, yeah. that go into like mental health and, and well-being and mm -hmm. all of that. And yes, we need, yes, we need more access to counseling <laughs> and we need more access to like other forms of like, you know, healing and talk, um, yeah. but just making sure yeah, that folks have community. So, so key. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're going to get to this like after this, but when we're talking about like counseling and mental health services, it's like, before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. So it's just not like an exact moment, an event, you know, that they're like, oh my gosh, let's all seek for mental health services, you know? It's like before, you know, like have someone to talk to, being able to let that out during, if someone's going through it, you know, having someone to be there. Um, and then afterwards, you know, like if something happens to your community, it's good to, I don't know, have something there because it's a form of healing. That's how I'm thinking of it, you know? And it's like, okay to have it before, during, or after, you know, it's just, I would just rather have it there for usage of any time. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, but. for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what can we do as individual or students or being a part of the Portland State community? Like, what can we do? And like what we talked about, how things can be done before, during, or after an incident can be done anytime. Um, but as individuals and as students and as members of the Portland State community, we always have resources that you can utilize, such as Shack Counseling, which we always talk about or we mention in our podcast. But Shack Counseling is always there for anyone in the Portland State community to use. Um, another is we have the care referral. I don't know if you all are familiar with it. Yeah, they're also um, called the, just the care team as well as um, some folks might be familiar with that. Yeah, do you want to talk about that actually? Yeah. Since I feel like you probably have a better idea. Totally, yeah. And like full disclosure, I also, um, I have experience working with the care team as like a student when I was undergoing, not really to like gun violence, but like my own like personal crisis. Um, I've I worked with the care team um, and it's just like a group of um of like folks um, to help you with like, it could be like academic related. They just wanna like check in with you and like right provide that community and that support. Um, so if it's like academic, like financial, like, you know, social, like whatever, 
whatever like you need to be supported through that moment um and like they're great they'll get you connected to the folks that you need to get connected with um you can um you know make a request to get connected with them yourself um you also could ask somebody um to um connect you with the care team and do kind of like that warm handoff kind of thing if you will um but also if folks um you know student staff faculty are like really concerned about someone um you can um you know either um like with you know support of that person say like hey i just want to let you know i'm like gonna like connect you with the care team because i feel like you know they can really really help you you can kind of like anonymously ask like hey can you check on this person because i'm like worried they're going through some stuff and mm -hmm. they might need some help and you don't like if you don't want to take it you don't have to but it's it's a it's a really good resource and a good way to get connected with um you know services or support or resources you might need yeah for um, sure so so lean into them if you need them um, yeah. and then right and then you'll have better knowledge of of people and places and things that can you know help you with whatever you've got going on in the moment yeah no yeah thank you quinn for elaborating on that and i think care is just the idea of it is kind of like an epitome epitome of watching out for your community because like you said it can be done anonymously but hey if you notice something is up you know and you just want to make sure you know check in to see if your fellow classmate your fellow mate is doing okay you know just asking for a referral and having them kind of do that with the care team i think it's a really great idea mm -hmm. um and the lastly is kind of like if you think something is really serious or you think that you yourself are not in control or are not capable of doing something about it, alert someone, you know, it doesn't have to be the police, not necessarily any higher authority because sometimes they can't really solve an ongoing crisis, you know? So try to reach out who you can trust. You know, it can be a staff, can be, I don't know, counseling, anyone, you know, just reach out to them, be like, hey, something is wrong. Um, and I don't know, you need help and support because it's important for you to like notice, you know, reach out to these stuff and not be ignorant about it because then it can like exacerbate, become something worse. So um, it takes courage, you know, sometimes for one to speak up in these circumstances, but just a reminder, like we try to create a safe environment for people and that if someone think it's, thinks it's not right, you know, then it's better to say something and seek help than kind of just ignore it and leave it as it is. Yeah, community looks after community, you know? So all of us like collaborating together and making sure that we, you know, if it's if it's out of our, yeah, skill set or knowledge, like like you said, Julie, just like circling back with, with folks in the community that's appropriate for that individual um, yeah. to have someone help them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and resources are always there. We're going to link all the resources we talked about in the description. So feel free to check that out if you need it. Um, and sorry. <laughs> oh, no, there's just one. Um, it's kind of a newer resource, but I think like highlighting it, um, circling back, it's part of like chat counseling, but the My Student Support um, Portal. Oh, yeah. Or My SSP. We'll have it in the description for all y'all. But um, it's 24-7 access to... Um, you know, counseling mm -hmm. um, and like mental well-being like services. Um, so you can utilize that. I believe it's in, they have access to like consistently access to like four different language. If I'm remembering um, 
besides English. Um, and you can also like request um, translator services or um, counselors with um, other specific languages um, if that's more comfortable or more accessible to you. Um, but it's it's a pretty cool like new little thing we've got going on. It's um, yeah. you know totally confidential. Um, all of that still applies, um, and they can help get you connected with other services too if if you you need that extra support. Um, that's the only other thing I could think. No, of. yeah. Thanks for throwing that in because it is new, and I'm pretty sure that may, not that many students are aware of it or even know about it. So thank you for bringing that up. And um, and if your peers don't know let them know, tell them about it. It's a really good service that we have at, I don't know, PSU, so. Yeah, especially because right going back to like, there's just not enough counselors out there and there's not enough access to, to support. Mm -hmm. And especially like, right, like people are people and we all got to eat and sleep sometimes. Yeah. So can't physically have buildings open all of the time, but this is a, you know, a service that, you know, crisis is, or just, you know, rough days happen any day of the week, any time of the week. So it's, it's cool. Um, it feels really good that there's an avenue for folks to be able to access that outside of like crisis lines or other yeah. call lines. Mm -hmm. And giving them options. Yes. Very important. All of the options. All the options that are provided for you. But um, yeah, so like what Quinn was saying, uh, take care of yourself. You know, it was, we had a heavier topic today in our podcast, but remember to take some time for yourself if you need. Um, there are always people out there for you, resources for you to use. So you're not alone. Just a reminder. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else you want to add, Quinn? Yeah, no, I think I think that's good. Take care of yourself. Uh, look out for community, like both like for like, you know, who are people you can lean on, um, but also like who are you people you can like talk with and continue to like complicate topics and yeah. discuss things with and who are the people you can also support, you know? Yeah. Um, I think – that's always key, just just community, you yeah. know. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, thanks for uh, letting me sit in and, and <laughs> chat with you, Julie. Um, of course, glad we could kind of elaborate more on this, um, yeah. provide some, you know, insight background. for folks. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you, Quinn, for stepping in <laughs> for Grace. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. But yeah, um, I'll see you soon, Quinn. Take yeah. care. Bye, Julie. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the Virtual Mind Spa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources links in the episode description as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.